All right, race fans, gamblers, and anyone who wants to bet on NASCAR, I'm your host, Mark Harris, at Skybox NASCAR on Twitter. Tonight, we'll recap the best race of the season last week at Kansas. We'll bring in our guest, Steven Stumpf, to break down the odds board, big numbers guy. And, uh, and then we'll round out the show by giving out our best bet of the week. Now, Jeff Gluck's poll came in at 93%. Yes, it was a good race last week at Kansas. In my book, that race was a perfect 100%, A+, 10 out of 10 smoke show of a race. As you've probably already seen on Twitter, uh, record number of lead changes, 37 to be exact. And also, a little tidbit, more than both Kansas races last year combined. We saw a bunch of different guys take the lead. We saw a bunch of passing on the restarts. uh, And we got to watch one of the best to do it in recent years in Kyle Larson drive from the back to the front and put on one of the best finishes, him and Denny Hamlin, one of the best finishes that Kansas has ever had. And in my book, probably one of the best in the last few years, uh, if only... Larson could have kept it straight, but I call it like I see it. That was hard racing. It was is nowhere as egregious as what Logano did to Byron last year at Darlington. And uh, I, I think it was giving off Chicago land 2.0 vibes with Larson and Kyle Busch there had Larson kept it straight going into three and four. Now, there's a lot of differing opinions in the gambling world after that race. And if it was a dump or if it was hard racing. People that bet on Larson said he got dumped, as they should. People that bet on Hamlin said it was hard racing, as they should. Now, I gave out my card. I got to toot my own horn here for a second. I gave out my card pre-race, and the only two outrights I had on the docket were those two guys. I had Larson at 6-1 to one and Hamlin, <clears throat> Hamlin at 8.5-1. to one. Now, I won more money on Hamlin than I would have on Larson, so I was pulling for Hamlin to get around him there at the end and the cash are eight and a half to one ticket. And he did just that. Now, non-gambling related, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the two guys that are greatest for the sport of NASCAR right now, Ross Chastain, Noah Gragson. The few times that NASCAR gets on shows like Bleacher Report and, and, and more than just a couple minutes on ESPN is either when something crazy happens uh, or there's a fight. Well, the last two, have involved Ross Chastain. We had Hale Mellon at Martinsville, and now we got him landing an absolute monstrous right hook for the ages that did, in fact, land. That was an incredible punch that was thrown. I wish Mr. Goldshirt, Mr. Head of Security, didn't step in. Uh, and I wish going forward that we could take the hockey approach. Like, let the boys have at it, at least until they hit the ground, and, the, and then you can break it up. So there's my two cents if it counts. Now let's shift gears and throw it back to Darlington. Motorsports reporter, columnist, staff writer, and social media contributor for FrontStretch.com, Stephen Stumpf, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready for throwback weekend to Darlington. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I saw some some you know rumblings on Twitter about, hey, has has throwback weekend run its course? And I think the answer to that question is absolutely not. I think these teams that take advantage, they 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 do these throwbacks that are meaningful. I I, I love it. I, I think the the schemes are phenomenal and what better place to do it than Darlington. Now we have North Wilkesboro next week. So you know might come into the conversation of of better throwbacks. But 
Uh, I love I love Throwback Weekend, and I love Darlington uh, and the racing that it puts on. So let's talk a little betting. But before we dump dive into the odds this week, uh, what what tracks are you weighing the most? Or is it Darlington strictly? Are we looking at Homestead Auto Club, some high tire wear tracks? What are we looking at uh, before we get to the odds? I'm just looking mainly at Darlington. And the reason why is because some tracks on the schedule, they can be pretty similar in terms of length or baking. There is Darlington is the oddball. There's almost no track that's like it. There's two completely different turns, a completely unusual length. So when I'm looking into this weekend, I'm only looking at drivers' past results at Darlington as well as their results this season. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I saw some guys that were, okay, maybe we can use Homestead because of the tire code and the high tire wear and uh, maybe Auto Club for recency high tire wear. But I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I think what I'm doing is I'm looking at both Darlington races from last year, and then I'm looking at this year as a, as a whole for total speed ranking. So uh, having two different turns or four different turns or however many different turns there are, uh, at each given track, Darlington is definitely a monster. The Lady in Black. Um, what? So, w- where do we approach? So, we got we've got these odds. We've got the heavy hitters up top. Uh, we've got a bunch of guys between like nine, ten to one to to thirteen, fourteen to one. What are your thoughts on the odds? Do you think there's a, an avenue for us to get on some guys early? Or what's your overall breakdown of of the odds that we're given this week at Darlington? I mean, I think the odds are pretty accurate when you look at past results i mean obviously kyle larson does not have a win in the cup series at darlington just yet but it's not for lack of trying he's in 10 races there he's had five top fives he's led 686 laps the most of any driver that hasn't won and he's had an average finish of 9.2 and when you also look at this season he almost won kansas last week he's led i believe the second most laps behind byron when they've been able to finish, they've been spectacular. So Larson is always going to be one of the top favorites. And obviously, Denny Hamlin's right behind him at six. And Larson's at five to one. And Denny Hamlin's right behind him at six to one at the moment. And when you, there's, he's probably the best driver at Darlington. In 21 starts, he's led 792 laps. He's won four times, including three Southern 500s. And probably the most impressive part about Hamlin is that in 21 Darlington races, he has an average finish of 7.5. That is very difficult to achieve. And so they're both right up there. And then obviously Truex, he's won at Darlington twice, won Southern 500. He was perhaps on his way to winning last year until in the Southern 500 until they had a mechanical problem. And likewise, he's at 6.5 to one. Byron's at 8.5 to 1. He almost won at Darlington last year until the finish with Agano. Um, also at 8.5 to 1 is Reddick, who finished top five in both Darlington races last year. And then we go down to Kyle Busch, 10 to 1, who also might have looked to be on the way to winning until his engine let go with 20 laps to go. And Ross Chastain, who in, in the 400-mile race a year ago, looked to be one of the fastest cars until he crashed out. So when you look at all, all the favorites, I think the top, the top seven favorites that I just listed off, I think the winner comes from there this weekend. I agree, and I think you said something about Truex having a, a race-winning car, Kyle Busch having a race-winning car. 
last year, both Toyotas, obviously. And then uh, we'll get to them in a second, but I, I want to start at the top of the board. So Larson and Hamlin, it, it is kind of ironic that they were the two duking it out last week at Kansas. But those stats that you just read off, these two guys have incredible histories at Darlington. Um, Truex, on the other hand, he's up there. I agree with his number. I, I'm getting him at seven to one. Uh, I think he's seven and a half to one at other places. Um, but Ryan from my fantasy race put out a tweet and basically Truex has had a race winning car in like five of the last six races at Darlington and something's happened to him, whether it's pit road, whether it's a wreck, whether it's mechanical, whatever it is. Uh, so I think that that number is intriguing. Now, I think there's so many guys that have had fast cars at Darlington in recent years and last year, especially like we've had, we had the two winners, uh, right. But we've had guys that probably, I hate to use the word should have won, but a a couple guys that probably should have, could have won in Truex and Kyle Busch. But the thing with Kyle Busch for me is I I don't know what kind of car RCR is going to give him this week. Is he going to have the the auto club car or is he going to have the car that he's had for the last six weeks? It's felt like other than Talladega, he's, he's not had speed. He hasn't had, uh, really even top 10 total speed ranking, but you look at his history at Darlington. Now the last three races, he's finished 30th or worse, but you know, a couple of those have asterisk marks behind him. Um, and, but before that, he's got a bunch of top fives in a row. Uh, you know, he's just, it, it, Kyle Bush is extremely fast here, but the guy that I landed on for my favorite outright was, is William Byron. And I got him at Barstool Sportsbook right now at 10 to one. And I, I just, I don't love Larson five to one. I'm not going to bet him that low this early with Hamlin. It's tough to go back to back. Uh, Reddick, I don't think he should be at seven to one. I just spoke about Kyle Bush. So, the next guy, the, the top seven guys that you just rattled off that you think is going to go to victory lane, I think it's William Byron. Okay, looking at both Darlington races from last year uh, and, a, and, and and this year as a whole, I, I don't really understand why William Byron is at 10 to 1. I really think he should be probably right behind Hamlin, maybe right around Hamlin. Hamlin's win last week definitely gave him an extra point or two down the board, but uh, William Byron led 74 laps here combined last year in both races. He's got the number one total speed ranking this year uh, up to this point. Uh, four of those races, he's had the number one total speed ranking. Uh, and last year, he was a Joey Logano bumper away from winning the damn thing. Like we both just said, a lot of guys had fast cars. Um, but I think we, I think you got to get on William Byron early. Uh, because I don't think ten to one is gonna is gonna last. I, I think uh, that number comes Sunday morning after practice and qualifying. That number's probably gonna be right after Hamlin because we've seen how well Byron has practiced and qualified this year. Do, does if you had to pick someone in those top seven guys to win the race, who would it be? That's a tough one, um, and I agree with you a lot about By- Byron being too low. And I think part of the reason might way why he might be the odds that he has at the moment is because obviously he's had a tremendous start to the season. But if you look at last year, he also had a great start to the season and then fizzled out before coming alive again in the playoffs. So I do think potentially with the odds the way they are, maybe there's people that have questions of this is the start gonna last. But from what I've seen so far, I'd absolutely think it is. I would I would say Larson at five to one, but the only problem is again 
the five team, they've been involved in an incident or had a mechanical failure in eight of the 12 races this year. Now, that's not to say most of them are their fault. In fact, I'd say a lot of them were just bad luck. But getting to the finish of the races has been a struggle for them. And while you'd say, okay, they're probably due for a good run, you, that's not necessarily the case. Looking at, and as you said about Kyle Busch, too, you're absolutely right about with RCR. Um, but it, looking at it, I'd say, I'd say Truex. He was one of the best cars at Kansas last weekend. He also, you know, got the monkey off his back at Dover. And as you guys said, and as you said, he's had a bunch of race winning cars that had something, something happen. in his own words, after the Southern 500 last year in his interview, he said, I've had cars that could win the Southern 500 four times. I've only done it once. So I definitely think he's going to be up there and he'd probably be my pick, especially considering how after kind of a slow start to the year, Joe Gibbs racing is suddenly turning on with two straight wins. Yeah, Truex, uh, the Toyotas in general have been lights out the last few weeks, and I I, I expect them to be fast. Uh, I can tell you who I expect not to be fast, and that's the Fords. Now, Joey Logano is interesting to me. So when you look at let's, – let's talk about him for a second. If you look at uh, the, the high tire wear tracks from the last two years, so if you, if you use both Darlington races, Homestead and Auto Club, and then also Auto Club from earlier this year, Joey Logano has the number one total speed ranking on those tracks. Now, he has been abysmal, absolutely awful at some of the tracks we some of the higher speed tracks that we've been to this year but it is very difficult for me to look away from what he's done on these high tire wears i i'm not going to bet him uh a, a 12 to 1 he's sitting at barstool right now i'm not going to bet him at that number just because of how bad his fall off has been i mean that dover race was so bad so bad even last week at kansas he just had no i mean he was a, a maybe a top 15 maybe a top 20 car do you have a feeling on logano do you feel like his high tire wear his 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 darlington he won last year at darlington do you feel like his speed is going to continue on these type tracks or do you think that his season to date will continue on what he's had in 2023 i mean as you put it, just Ford has not has not shown up this year. They've had one win in the first twelve races, and it was Atlanta, which with super speedway and drafting. Really, the only time, the only two times that they've had potentially race winning speed elsewhere is Harvick at the end of Phoenix until the late caution, and SHR when they all four of them were fast at Martinsville. It's just obviously Logano had dominated Atlanta, but outside of that, it's just been a rough season for the blue ovals and i kind of agree and think that with the way ford is going right now i don't think he's going to be a factor harvick's at 14 to 1 he might be a play for a top 10 but i don't think he's going to be a factor for the win either and then ryan blaney at 22 to 1 i think that's honestly too high given the fact that in uh over in 12 starts at darlington he has just one top 10 Ryan Blaney has struggled mightily <laughs> at Darlington over the years, whether that be, and we've heard, we've heard him come out and say like a track that he absolutely does not like is Richmond. He never runs well there. He can't figure it out. Maybe Darlington is that play another place for him. Um, I think the 22 to one number. Yeah, it's a big number. Um, but you know, one top 10, what'd you say? One top 10 and 12 races. That's oof. That's uh that's pretty bad. Well, uh, is there anybody else? So you, you, we've talked about the top seven guys uh, a lot. Now I, I think that's warranted because there's a huge drop off. Like 
Uh, after Logano at 12 to one, there's Chase Elliott at 14 to one, by the way, that is a huge number, but we haven't seen anything from Chase Elliott uh, after post broken leg that would lead us to believe that he's warranting a better number than that. Um, but once you get past Chase, it's Blaney at 22 to one, and then a huge drop off to Brad K Suarez and Bubba Wallace all at 40 to one. Is there anything that, that we should be looking at with these guys? Is there anything that's going to tell us to scroll down the odds board a little bit, or are you going to stick to that top seven or eight guys? I'm probably going to stick there. Chase Elliott at 14 to one though, actually is a little bit intriguing because while yes, he has had a bit of a slow start since returning from the injury, Kansas, and I was at the race, was he definitely looked the best of since his return. He obviously started off slow, but towards the final stage, he had made his way up to the lead. Then he faded again. But I do think that last week he did prove that he's, you know, even if it's he's not like 100% of what he was before, he's able to go up and contend. Although, at, Dar- at Darlington, though, he's had one race, the majority of his laps led have come in one race, which was the 2020 Southern 500. So I don't have enough at the moment from him in the past to say that he'd be one of the factors. Eric Jones at 55 to one is one that I maybe consider, especially considering he's won the Southern 500 twice. But the reality also is that Legacy Motor Club has just been bad this year. there's There's no other way to put it. They are... Neither car is speed. They're well out of the points. It's Jones this year does not have the even remotely the amount of speed that he did last year to make me believe that he'd be contender. And out and outside of that and outside of them, like going down the odds boards, uh, Brad at thirty five to one, maybe maybe he'd be picked for a good finish. But outside of that, any everyone else down the odds board just has not made enough noise at the front of the field to make me think they'd have a realistic chance. Yeah, I agree. And Eric Jones is a tough one. Like, I don't know what he went off at last year. I don't have it in front of me. It's got to be 60 to 1, 70 to 1, if I had to guess. He's got two Southern 500s, if I remember correctly. I know he won in the 20 car with Joe Gibbs at Darlington a few years ago and then and then won last year. But like you said, I just I can't get over how bad Legacy Motor Club has been this year. Um, you know, we saw Eric Jones run well at Auto Club last year and Darlington, both quote comp tracks. Um, but we go to we go to Auto Club this year, and Eric Jones is terrible. And then and then we we keep going down the, the down the list, and uh, Eric Jones has not had anything. So I, I don't think that Eric Jones is worth even a sniff this week. But I do think that there is a question to be asked where do we find that 70 to 1 60 to 1 that is going to be up at the well could be up at the front like McDowell for example he's had two straight top 10s uh the Southern 500 last year he spent like 89% of his of the laps inside the top 10 so i feel like there's there's a guy or two out there that is going to outrun their set equipment or I like to put it as outrun their their points position per se. So, um, all right. Well, if I, I like I like Chase Elliott, it's tough to it's tough to look past a fourteen to one number on Elliott. Usually, we have him by the Larson and Hamlin number. You know, co favorite, second or third favorite. Uh, but I like that point out by you. Uh, anyone else that you have your eye on this week, or should we jump into our uh, our prop question of the week? So actually looking more down the list again, I think if there, you mentioned if there's the one diamond in the rough, 
at the very, very low odds. I actually am looking at Ty Gibbs at seven yes. one for a little bit. Yes. And the reason why is because while he never he never won at Darlington the Xfinity series, he's had one he's had one race in the in the cup card Darlington where he finished fifteenth. And when you also consider with Joe Gibbs racing looking good the last two weeks, he's also shown up. At Dover, he was running as high as fourth until they had a problem with fueling and they had to make an extra stop. And then at Kansas, he, he finished third in stage one. He was running top five for top ten for a majority of the day until he had that spin that uh, flattened the tire and forced him out of the race. So from what I've seen, Ty Gibbs is really you know, starting to come into his own the last couple of weeks. And so I think for the odds that he's at, I think it's a pretty good pick. I totally agree. And the reason that I started yelling when you said his name is because I, I completely forgot about him. I have all these notes in front of me. I did all this prep work. I do the NASCAR betting preview show on Wednesday nights on Twitter spaces. And the, the play that I gave out was Ty Gibbs top 10 at plus 200, two to one. And, if you you just said it, he was running very well at Dover and then he had to pit. And then he was running inside the top 10, just like all of his teammates at Kansas before spinning and then hitting the grass and yada, yada, yada. Ty Gibbs has been running as maybe not as well, obviously not as well as Hamlin and, and, and Truex, but the last two weeks. But he's been running up there with his teammates and the rest of the Toyotas. I think that or I thought that the books were going to give us Ty Gibbs in like the Bubba Wallace range this week, like the 40 to one, like 45 to one. But no, they came out and put him at the same number that they've been giving him to us for the last uh, seven, eight, 10 weeks. I don't know. It's like the fifth, anywhere between 55 to one and 75 to one. And uh, I, I like it. It opens up. I think, I think he's top five, seven and a half to one, but uh, he's had that, that stretch of four, straight top tens earlier in the season and could have easily had a couple of uh, top fives and definitely top tens the last few weeks if things went his way. So I do like that Ty Gibbs call out. And if he ends up winning this race, we're clipping this and we're going to plaster this thing all over social media. So um, now Ty Gibbs is a, uh, an even numbered car. And uh, I have to ask a prop question or I'm going to ask a prop question to each of our guests every week. Uh, sometimes it's winning card number. Sometimes it's, you know, cars to finish on the lead lap, whatever it is this week is going to be odd or even winning card number. What do you got for us? I'm thinking odd. Yeah. You got Kyle Larson in the five. You got Denny Hamlin in the 11. You got Truex in the 19. You got Chastain in the one you got. And even though you may think his odds are a little too high at the moment. Reddick's in the 45. Mm -hmm. Among the seven I already listed, only two of them, which is Byron and Bush, are even numbers. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the five of seven odds and say that an even or an odd numbered car will go in victory lane on Sunday. I like it, man. Well, Stephen, thanks for joining through the gears. I like our Ty Gibbs pick. I like your Truex pick and Chase Elliott. I'm riding with William Byron. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, where's, where's the best place for everyone to find you? I know you're doing a lot of writing. You're at the track, you're interviewing drivers. Uh, where can everybody best find you at? Um, I'm, I'm very active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Steven underscore stump S T E P H E N underscore S T U M P F. 
So I will be usually be around there. Even if I'm not posting, I'm checking it. So if you have any questions or want to follow, feel free. And I will, you know, hopefully see you guys next week and we'll have a good race this weekend. Uh, I truly believe the winner comes from one of the guys that we narrowed down on Larson, Truex, Byron, uh, Elliot, that 14 to one number is big. Uh, maybe even a little Ty Gibbs, a little long shot, huh? Uh, I, I definitely think he's worth a crack at a top 10, two to one. Uh, maybe if you want to get greedy, throw a little top five, seven and a half to one. If you want to get real crazy, uh, 70, 70 to one on DraftKings, 60 to one on Barstool. You never know. It's, it's, it's happened last year at these crazy numbers before. So uh, my best bet of the week is going to be in the truck series. We went down to the Xfinity series a few weeks ago to get our best bet luck turned around. Uh, and we did just that with a straight up equipment bet. Now, this week, we're going back to the well of the equipment bet, but it's an underdog. The best equipment is an underdog. Chase Purdy in a KBM truck is plus 130 versus Parker Kligerman in a Henderson Motorsports truck. Parker Kligerman's minus 160. The, the books are looking at what Parker has done the last two races at Darlington. He's finished sixth and he's finished fifth in the last two. Okay. Chase Purdy has finished uh, 15th in the one race that he finished, and the other he's racing three races. The other two, uh, he's wrecked out of. Now, KBM is an absolute monster of an organization in the truck series, the best for probably the last 10 years. I don't know. Someone fact-check me on that. Uh, Chase Purdy is an underdog to a part-time team and a part-time driver in Parker Kligerman. Now, I think Parker Kligerman's a wheel man, but when they ha when you have KBM, Kyle Busch Motorsports, as an underdog to a part-time team, you have to jump on it. Okay, the books are looking at the report card. They're looking at the finishes. Purdy has stunk, and Kligerman has raced well out of his means, which, good on him, okay? But basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm taking KBM truck plus money for his part-time team, part-time driver in the truck series. I'm not sure how much better you can get than that in the truck series plus 130, lock it in. Caesar Sportsbook, forgot to mention them. Caesar Sportsbook has it. They've given us a few good matchups before practice and qualifying. I like this one. Lock it in. I appreciate everyone listening. Thank you to Steven for joining us. Thank you to frontstretch.com, and we will see you at the ticket room.